sure we'll have a few more folks coming in, but we have announcements to go through. Uh, so welcome uh, to the Forest Park Southeast Neighborhood Association meeting for November. Uh, I'm Vince Tuning, president. I am Dan Doling, I'm the secretary. I'm Dan Scott, vice president. And we have Edelina Mart, who I think you saw coming in. She's still letting people in, so. Treasurer. Uh, she's the treasurer. And Tom Charleville. Oh. Member at large. Member at large. Okay. Now you're good. So we're just going to go through a few announcements um, that I have. And then we wanted, anybody else has any announcements? Now is the time to do that. So first announcement, um, we do have a, uh, a member who would like to share an update about kind of a neighborhood group working with uh, some different folks on the jury update, jury project that could potentially happen on the west side of the neighborhood. Um, at the same time, we have scheduled jury to come speak at our, what we usually don't have a December me meeting. We will have a December meeting, December 17th, all dedicated to jury. So there will be some jury folks here, um, talk about their plans, their potential engagement process. Um, so come out, tell your neighbors if you have any questions, uh, come bring your, your questions. That same evening, we're planning a little Christmas get together. So we're gonna open the room up about 45 minutes earlier to six at six o'clock, probably have some refreshments, um, come chat, maybe we'll, we'll find some lights or Christmas music to put on and just come get together just for a little get together before a Christmas party or before the jury meeting. Second, um, playground. So infrastructure committee, do you have questions here? The Infrastructure Committee uh, yesterday heard that there is uh, playground equipment for Shoto Park. It is sitting in a warehouse because it's now too cold to install it. So it will, in specifically the rubber base, you can't install it underneath, uh, I guess, 50 degrees. So that will go in probably early, well, mid-next spring, probably in April or so. So that's there. There are some developments happening with the Shoto Park, but it's just not quite the right temperature. Uh, lastly, I think, uh, well, actually, I'll, I'll cede it to community, or Dan, I think you had an announcement? Uh, yes. So, uh, as our ongoing initiative to keep pretty updated meeting minutes, I've started recording these minutes uh, as a way for you to listen as opposed to read. I think it provides better transparency and better communication. Um, all of our minutes and our recordings will be posted on our uh, website. Yes? Is there also a transcript? Uh, I try my best to make my minutes as close to a transcript as possible, which is why um, an audio version is being added for you to listen to as close to um, getting those minutes and what's been said as uh, clearly as yes. But is there a readable copy of the minutes yeah. on YouTube? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Oh, yes. Thank you. No, sorry. Absolutely. So, yes. Okay. okay. So I have uh, any announcements from the community? Down. <clears throat> I was just told that Thursday they're having a meeting uh, or uh, some kind of event at Chrome that uh, Lacey Clay and Aud Monroe are going to be at. Could you bring that up? I mean, do we have the exact hours? I, don't know. I think it's 7 o'clock at Chroma, if I'm not <clears throat> mistaken. Yes. 7 p.m. up at Chroma, which is Van Venner in Manchester. On Thursday, this Thursday. Sorry, what is it? We didn't hear 
It's, a, it's the 17th, it's hosted by the 17th Ward uh, Democrat FDR Club. Um, they're going to host uh, Congressman Lacey Clay, and it's at 7 o'clock. I'm not sure, do you, does anybody know the subject, or is he just coming out to speak? So. Yeah. Good call. Any other announcements? Okay. <laughs> Funny movie. That's the answer. All right. So we're going to move on to Officer Slade, uh, Crime and Safety Report. and 
sure she'd love to come and talk with you. If the invitation is open, probably New Year, it sounds like next week, next month, you're, you have everything um, booked up, but um, at any time, I'm sure she would uh, speak for her. She would be uh, happy to come in and introduce herself. Um, had an opportunity to talk uh, just before the meeting started about the ring cameras that people have on their front doors. Um, I used to be kind of against them because they were, at the time they were kind of high priced. People put them in incorrectly or they weren't uh, giving great pictures and they were of no evidentiary value due to the graininess or maybe the angle they were put. But now they've gotten so easy to put in and they're, they're fairly inexpensive. And uh, as I was saying to the judge, the, uh, some of the arrests and information they've yielded have, have kind of, they've definitely changed me. I've seen people, uh, porch pirates, that are stealing things from, from porches, deliveries, and whatnot. These have been used because the, the detectives or the police officers recognize the person, know them by name, just from the neighborhood. So they, uh, they're able to use that kind of evidence uh, to put a warrant out and, you know, hopefully type the case, getting the property back, and that's not so good. But, um, if you're thinking about getting one, uh, you know, shop them. Uh, we have no idea right now or any way of tying them into the police cameras. Uh, there's there's certain kind of uh, power that goes from this, from, from like a smaller um, situation with the ring cameras or from a home like on your garage and stuff to tying them in downtown. Um, that might change, you know, but, if you do have them, and something does happen, just kind of save that, that, and you know the officer will look at it, maybe real time, where you can send it to them. And if it's of evidentiary value, we'll say, yeah, we're going to we're going to keep it, and uh, you know go with it from there. Um, that's about all I have for this evening, unless you have some questions. All right, thank you for that. Thank you, Officer Slade. Okay. <clears throat> Adelina has a treasurer's report. Oh, yeah, so in efforts to cut down on tree use, I only printed out five treasurer's reports and placed them around the table. They are also available online, so you can always uh, have the most up-to-date and also the histories on our website, um, as, as well as the member list, our current member list. Um, there was not a whole lot of updates. I think we had $40 worth of dues and donations last month, and. Um, paid up some $20 uh, related to the national life out. So as far as the vote this evening, people have to be dues-paying members, correct? Yes. So in order to vote this evening, you have to be a dues-paying member. You can still do that by check, uh, by cash, or by Venmo to the FPSE Neighborhood Association account. And it's $10 a person. And can they still pay? Yes. Yes. You can still do that. But just kind of tell me that you're doing that um, so that we can get you down for the vote and the, the voting committee can have the right uh, member list. Okay. All right. With that, any questions? Okay. With that, we're going to move on to um, our vote. Um, I will turn it over to the voting committee, however, I think... We wanted to do some introductions of the nominees. 
Uh, is that okay with you? Okay. All right. How about you start us oh. Dan? Oh, thank you. Um, so I'm Dan. I am running for treasurer. Um, over the last, I've been here. I've been in the. You threw me off when you said I was running for treasurer in an email. Um, or I was treasurer. So I'm, I'm the secretary. I'm running for secretary. Um, Adelina's the treasurer. Um, I've been in the neighborhood for about a year and a half now uh, after moving back from Kansas City. Um, since taking this position, I've updated the website. Um, I've increased our social presence and least in the distribution of the information here within the neighborhood. Um, through our Facebook pages and next door. Um, and over the coming year, I hope to continue that as we continue on working on increasing the communication, the transparency, and the engagement um, within the neighborhood. So, Vince, why don't you go? Yes, sir. All right, so I'm Vince Tuning. Uh, I've been in the neighborhood for about, I guess it's two and a half years now. Um, I live over on the 4400 block of Arco. Um, I was president last, last term, or am president this term, running for president again for the next term. Um, kind of what Dan alluded to, we had three kind of overarching goals, uh, engagement, transparency, and communication. Um, Dan did a lot, a lot on the communication. Thank you. And the, you know, just making sure that we have our social presence. He redid the website, all those things. Uh, we tried to make sure we are communicative every month, sometimes multiple, multiple times a month. Uh, with you all, um, specifically, you know, I think that we've we've tried to work with the organizations within the neighborhood to push some of some of the concerns. So whether it's jury, or there's concerns about uh, making sure that communication is happening from between Park Central and the neighborhood association. So we, I think, we've seen that communication increase. Um, some other things are, you know, more concerns around um, those in the neighborhood that have been here for a long time. So how can we make sure that that their voices are heard and that engagement's happening. So definitely some work to do, um, but I think we've made some strides in, in, in all of those things. So I wanted to just continue that. We've built the foundation, now it's time to really kind of push the agenda that we have uh, forward for the next year. And I'm Adelina, I've been in the neighborhood for two years now, um, and uh, I've been really fortunate to work with both Vince and Dan and other Dan. Um, and Tom, actually, uh, to, um, like I said, plan, I think, these meetings, um, keep our books in order. Uh, we've gotten ourselves set up on Venmo and trying to move towards kind of more electronic methods. Um, I feel like there's not m much sexy about a treasurer's report that I can talk about, so that's about all my accomplishments for this year. Um, but I'm looking forward to being able to continue to work to stay, serve the neighborhood um, and bring neighbors together around different issues. Oh, Don DeVito, I'm also, what am I running for? <laughs> treasurer. Treasurer. Sarah, you too? Some different? I'm sorry. Okay, I'm running for treasurer. Gee, I've been here uh, gosh, since 1993 now that I think about it, in and out, raised my whole family here. Know every issue that's going on in the community. And if you want to be a Association that has a little bit of a voice, you really need that experience on your board of directors, which is what this really is. Also, the reason I picked Treasurer is my voice is a little bad right now, uh, is to help you 
I really want to work on home repair locally. Not the kind that puts you 80% of your immediate income. Something that gets somebody a furnace fixed or a roof repair without being code violated. And I think we really deserve to help our neighbors. I think it'd be a great thing, especially when we got seven and a half million dollars in development fees right around the corner. Five buildings going up or seven buildings going up in my neighborhood. I really think that's overdevelopment. And it's really gonna hurt the people that are around them. That's, and that's really why I thought I'd help you treasure because it'd be a good way to raise funds. Thank you. A little bit. I wanted to make sure I handed something out to you. Just because. Now don't turn it over on the other side. You made this secret code. <laughs> and I did say treat the best I could. You couldn't take that. Dan, you missed us. Don't turn it over. There might be a secret code. I wanted to show you this. Oh, and the only person missing on there is Gina. These are the current volunteers. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> I knew you'd use that against me one day. Listen, the pictures of these current board members saved this organization. As it was dissolved last time at elections, there weren't, up, there weren't the regular elections, there weren't an election of committee. We volunteered and we stepped in, and I, I think that we ought to acknowledge that. There's your commemorative picture. Do what you want with it. Um, uh, I'm running also for vice president, and uh, I'm going to keep up the good work. We're going to work for our neighborhood. So thank you for your vote. Thank you for coming out. I'm glad we're still a neighborhood association. Exciting. 
and we've had events for uh, Halloween parties and Easter parties that were very successful, but it kind of got kind of whittled. And we were going to have a good Halloween this year, but it was terrible, terrible day. So hopefully we'll have another uh, event for all the kids and for the families, maybe call it the fall or, or winter party, and that's what we've talked about. So again, I'm Tom Sharp. And I'm running for the board again. <laughs> I apologize. Okay, uh, so I think that's all the people that are running. Um, so this time we're going to pass out ballots. Um, and the board help us with two servers. Yes. I come prepared. So I'm a Boy Scout. No, you're supposed to say you're not talking to Oh, I need to. Michael. Do we get to keep the ballots for you? We can. We'd like to vote. We would like to vote. Let's put them in the Alamo bag. <laughs> yes, you can vote for yourself. That's allowed. Yeah. Smart man, putting this on my fridge. Hey, and this is so here's the cash and the check. So, this is Don's check. Don's check. Oh, okay. So, I should have them in there too. Then. Anybody still have a balance that you haven't put in the bag yet? This is $20 for those. Okay. $40. So while they're counting, so Michael's actually our, oh, he's not our next speaker. Good. Um, so one thing I wanted to, t I wanted to mention, uh, two things. Uh, 
hospitality committee, and I saw Zen somewhere. So the chair of the hospitality committee has stepped down. So the hospital, so Zane, I don't know if you want to take it, but basically I'm, I just want to make sure it's open and folks know they can join. We would love to have folks on the hospitality committee. Kind of put you on the spot here. <laughs> so what is so the hospitality committee kind of organizes events like the, the Halloween carnival, um, they help with the ice cream social, any kind of happy hours, anything like that that's hospitality or social related. Um, Any other thoughts? Oh, and we talked about the fundraising um, starting to open the meeting up to anyone that wanted to donate funds because we uh, we don't have a lot of money. So instead of just paying dues as a revenue thing that, that anybody wants to donate, but that, that's on the website now, correct? What's that, donation? Yeah. Yeah, the ability to donate or become a general voting member. Uh, is an option on the website. And, and we've, been, we've been talking about other uh, neighborhood associations in the city, Fox Park, and, and a few others that have huge bank accounts and they're able to do big projects without having to spend a lot of money. So we may be a little ambitious, but we'd like to actually start having an account that's, that's usable to do things that neighbors would want to do. Part of the hospitality thing, they don't have a very big budget to Yeah, so if you want to make a donation, and some people have throughout the year, um, you can do that in the same way that you would pay your dues. Okay. Okay, so we'll take the feedback we heard about the $1 to $10, or one, $10 suggested, $1 minimum, or more, back and discuss and let and come back and let you know. For the, again, this would be for next year's board. For this year, it's still 10 Okay. All right, next piece of business. Um, 
the board code of conduct. So I wanted to give a quick background on why we're bringing this up, uh, clarify some things I think there was some confusion on, um, and then just kind of go into discussion. So I sent this out on the group mailer. Hopefully you had a chance to look at it. If not, feel free to browse it now. So basically, um, we wanted, the board felt that uh, we kind of wanted to make sure that we had something in place that keeps the board accountable, right? I mean, there are, uh, there are other items in the bylaws, but we wanted to call this out very explicitly and really just to try to you know, bring this as a model for ideally what a neighborhood organization should, should look like and what, what accountability and what things they should do or shouldn't do, just to kind of really clarify what we're here to do as members of the board. Um, and then also the converse of that is, is what we're not supposed to do. So some things are pretty obvious on there, uh, harassment, things like that. Um, but just, again, wanted to cement it to make sure that you feel or that at least you have confidence that we're out for your best interests. So I'd like to open it up for discussion. If anybody has any concerns, questions, um, the, I will say the next part of this process is the board will then vote to add this as an amendment if it's something that the uh, neighborhood seems aligned with. So, so, for example, if there's a development um, that I'm a part of, uh -huh. and if that comes up for discussion within the meeting, I should say, I'm part of that development, I should recuse myself, or um, I will cede the floor to somebody else to talk about that development and frame that conversation. So, like, if you were on the business development team for Park Central, any kind of business going through there, you would, like, sit back and let somebody else handle it? So do you mean do you mean the development committee? Yeah. Um, I think that if I was on it, um, which I'm not, but if I was on it, uh, I would just make sure that that's clear. Like this evening, I, I shared the infrastructure committee. I'm on the infrastructure committee. Um, so make sure that's clear, so people have a frame of reference okay. of of my participation in different uh, organizations, okay. if it's relevant to the business at hand. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Uh, if you're ready. <laughs> sure. All right, so uh, the results are uh, Vince, who ran unopposed, uh, runs with, uh, with 25 votes. Uh, for vice president, uh, Sarah wilson Magapora with 20 votes. For treasurer, Adelina, with 23 votes. For secretary, Dan, with 27 votes. And remember, large, Tom, with 27 votes. So... Uh, just if we could get a big round of applause for our current board and we'll take that. <laughs> the new board will sit at the next meeting, uh, which I guess since December is not an actual neighborhood association, will that be in January? Yes, so okay. the new board will be, yeah, will be instituted for January. December is still technically this board. Thank you. Okay. So back to the discussion on code of conduct. Any other, I think Dan, you had a question or a comment. So you're talking about board, that you're sitting on board that has to be disclosed. 
I think if, so that's a good question. So certainly if there's relevant business, um, I don't know, I guess that's a question for the group. If, if at every meeting, if somebody's on the board, do they need to tell the rest of the group? So I'd like to hear kind of other folks' thoughts on that. I think Adelina had something. So um, we do have in our bylaws the ability for both residents and businesses to become part of the neighborhood association. And if a business wants to be part of the neighborhood association, they pay the same number, you know, $10 in dues. Um, and then they designate a person that is a representative of that organization. So it could be a resident or it could be someone else. Um, and so, so we do delineate and sort of clarify that some people may be part of our neighborhood association that are here representing a business and not necessarily a neighbor, you know, a resident, not a neighbor, a resident in, in and of themselves. And so I think in, in Sarah's case, I would say you're here representing yourself as a resident, not representing Tarleton in any way. Any other thoughts on that? Michael? I have a question. I made oh. this today because I just walked in and all this. But uh, am I incorrect in assuming that if a business has business in front of the neighborhood association, that that would be the time someone would identify themselves as having that conflict and then if they're a board member, recuse themselves from that business? Is that how it's currently done or is that what this people are proposing? I would personally do that. I don't. Without taking another look at the bylaws, I don't know that that's required, which is kind of why we're talking about this. Um, 
I don't know if anybody else knows the bylaws well enough without me scanning through them to make sure. I don't think it's required by the current bylaws. Yeah. If we adopted these rules, then people would, in the future, need to disclose that kind of information in those circumstances. So in the circumstances where there's a conflict of interest. I've said that and every I meeting. Know I could come to my board member, but yep. if I had something about infrastructure, but I'd like to know that all the time, not just when I bring something up. Yep. Is there a way, like, it could be like on your webpage when you put the bylaw people or the board members, what associations are with, if you guys adopt this? Uh, yeah. I have to, yeah, I have to, I think, talk about it as a board. Okay. Yeah. And the, I guess the question is, is, you know, does that fall underneath some of these tenants? If there's something that folks would like to see added, happy to, to do that, or on these points, I should say. Any other thoughts? On point six with the possible uh, endorsement from the association, are there any examples that come to mind, or is this just sort of a general rule being adopted without any particular set of circumstances? Um, there is no specific reason why, you know, point six, for example. We just felt like, you know, we looked at some of the organizations, uh, other organizations, what they had and in some organizations that don't have this and we felt that this is in, in the interest of transparency and just making sure that there's faith and trust in, in how we're representing the neighborhood, we felt important to, to put this together. There's no specific, at least off the top of my head, that I have. Um, look at the rest of the board as well because we all kind of talked about this. So disclosures. Yeah. Yeah, are there any specific instances that you have in mind that we, for the board, I guess? I think as a neighborhood association, we try to be neutral on those things and just provide a forum. And so I don't assume that it will come up very often that we'll, we'll take a position or anything like that. But even I think in providing a forum for some issues, it might be better that somebody else maybe on the board leads a discussion. So if Vince has a conflict, maybe he can recuse himself even from leading that discussion um, or introducing a speaker or something like that, um, just to kind of set a best practice um, for transparency. That was, that was kind of the point I was wondering about in terms of the neutrality and making an endorsement if it were in conflict. It sounds like it's more about sort of behavior of how conversations are led or structured. Is that fair? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's a... Yeah. Any other comments? Steve. Um, I'd like to talk about number eight uh, in the second section. So by staff, what is, what staff is that? So 
currently we do not have staff, <laughs> obviously. But if we did have staff, you know, there are neighborhood organizations who do have paid staff, <laughs> then that would be part of, I think. And if you disagree, yeah. I mean, we talk through each of these points pretty rigorously, so. So, folks who we invite that we're not then attack or you know not harass whatever this says make personal attacks. So number eight is uh, board members shall not make personal attacks on colleagues, staff, or residents. So what what are you proposing that we add? Um, Guess. Invited speakers. Anyone? Yes. Anyone? <laughs> okay. So, invited speakers or guest or speakers? Okay. Okay. I think I got it now. Can Can I just hold really quick? Don? I just want to see if anybody else has a comment about what Steve just proposed. Okay. Yeah. So you're trying to make all four members of the board. All five. Five? Okay. Really just uh, hospitality people to where you really don't have an opinion and you don't show an opinion. Is that about right? No, no. I mean, I think first and foremost, I mean, it's in the bylaws. Our purpose is to neutral forum a place where information can be discussed, engaging the community, fostering community. So these don't detract from that. You can do those things I think aren't exclusive necessarily, in my opinion, and it's, everybody else agrees. Any other comments? Yeah, I got one more. Yes, Number Don. eight on board member shall mm -hmm. speak with one voice, supporting all duly adopted board decisions, even if a board member was in the minority and dissented from the decision. That's what I mean by, you know, turning the board into pretty weak leadership. <coughs> if there's never a minority decision uh, that can dissent from the regular decision of the board, that pretty much. Uh, makes you very weak. You, you know, five people don't always agree. Maybe we don't want five people to agree all the time. I mean, I don't think they even do it on the Supreme Court. I just wanted to bring that up. I think that's a good point. <laughs> you know, you know, the Supreme Court, you have these 15 decisions and they write about it. They make the wrong thing and why they dissent. Um, being here 20 years, I have seen this room change. Completely changed. This was an all-black room. You know, maybe one or two white people, and that was the alderman. Hey, seriously, <laughs> okay. So, and now we just eliminated the last black person that was on the board. So it's, it's really important if you come in as a minority decision or put a, a minority opinion, or you're the minority that's being snuffed out, that you that you that you're heard. Democracy is about saying and having a. a Conversation or a voice where you can at least be heard. And I, I think John's right. You know, we're we're also so quick to be unified, even if it's if it's if it's it hurts people. 
So any other thoughts on that? Don has his hand up first, but turn it over, please. Okay. Yeah, so if you, so that's, ooh, article, let me find it. But it's the, it's under the resignation or removal of a board. Um, if a member does not fulfill duties required in Article 5, um, general, that member in general membership shall be notified in writing of the general body meet, uh, of the general body meeting at which removal from office will be discussed and voted upon at least one month prior to the meeting. At that meeting, the board member may present statements in an effort to retain the position. So, you know, I think it's, if there's a serious, maybe, uh, maybe when you think about the language, if there's a serious violation of the code of conduct, um, then the board, uh, I guess, has the, reserves the right to bring that up to the general membership for a discussion if that person should be removed. You see. And then it's voted, sorry, just to finish it, then it's voted upon by the general membership. What you got when you're talking, the way you have it laid out is basically mob rule. Anytime there's a 3-2 decision, two people have to shut up. And see, I don't want that in my board. I want, I want a dissenting decision, uh, decision sometimes, because I may want to flock to that side, okay, and let democracy run its course. And democracy is a great tool to undermine community associations. Because with a board decision of 4-1-3-2, it always goes your way. The minority is never represented. I think we have this in our Constitution, if I'm not mistaken. 
think we need to look at number eight a little closer, okay. if you don't mind. So we can look at, um, propose maybe a rewrite that may, uh, go ahead, Grace. Yes. So if you were interested in seeing how they're handling the, that decision-making process, then you can attend the board meeting. But I, I don't really want to see them arguing and debating here. I think that that's yeah. time is over. Yeah. You know what? If they stick with one voice, I mean, right now, we're, we're still, our lawmakers are impeaching the president, okay? <laughs> so if, if you're saying everyone's got to say what Trump says, that ain't true. So there's, there's been a lot of dang of our money and time trying to get them out of office. So there has to be at least, you know, there's not this restrictive language that says you have to say what everyone else says on the board. You, you ought to be able to tell people, yeah, I, I, I think this is unpopular, this is not the right direction. So as long as we can rewrite it uh, so that it doesn't, it doesn't make you like a conformist or completely uh, not have an opinion, I think it, it could be worked out. Can, can I ask a clarifying question? Because I think Anybody jump in? No. Please, no. Uh, anybody can jump in. But I, what I hear is there's the, the public at the meeting voice, right? And then there's a private voice. And is the concern that this means that the board can't speak privately about their feelings on it? Because that's, I think, and just give everybody some background, I think that's what the board talked about was okay, does this mean that I can't have my own personal opinion? And I think the answer was kind of what Grace said or what Erica or whomever, is we just want to, at a meeting, we're not arguing with each other about the decision that was made, that we're trying to move this forward and keep it productive. So is that the difference there? That I just want to make sure I'm clear on that. other feedback on that or any other points? I think maybe a little bit more of an amendment. Just when somebody dissents of a decision you make, say, look, I'm not with the board on this. I'm speaking as a personal citizen. And just like the rest of us. Maybe, maybe that's the way to handle it. It's still a majority rule, so. As long as you disclose I'm not talking to the board, it's a private citizen today, I don't support this decision. Gotta let somebody say if they don't like it. You can't really, you know, put your thumb on them. I guess I just have a, you know, different opinion than you around what democracy is because it's very accessible. So if there is a majority, then that should be the direction that democracy goes. And, and, and we do have different. You have the right to dissent and you can speak it whenever you like, but if the board is going to make it. 
So if we don't have any more feedback, the procedure then is the board discusses and then decides on the amendment. Um, so if you have any other feedback before, I think we usually have a board meeting early the following month, um, please email that, whatever you, mail it, call, doesn't matter. Just get that feedback to us because I think it's important to hear, make sure that this is representative of what the neighbor association would like to see. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I think absolutely. And if it's revised in any way that's, I think, separate uh, from what we've talked about tonight, we may even just kind of push the, the vote off, right? Because we just want to make sure that, again, that everybody agrees with what we have. That enough folks agree with, at the Neighbor Association with what wording we have. Okay. So the board votes on it for amendments. Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. That's a good question. <laughs> the plan was the 2019 board. However, if 
Uh, we have to rewrite some things and we want to make sure we have additional discussion, then I guess it would be 2020. Which I know is weird. <laughs> Any issues with that? I mean, it's kind of unclear. How about this? We rediscuss this after, with the amended in January and it's 2020 board. Okay. Is that clear? Everybody on board? Okay. All right. So 2020, January, we'll have a rediscussion of any amendments or changes to this document that we propose. Okay. All right. Finally, our last piece of business for the evening is uh, Michael Browning here to share an update on the jury uh, development, possible jury development. Okay. Um, hi, I'm Michael Browning. Uh, most of you all know me at this point, um, but I'm uh, part of a group of residents that's been uh, advocating for neighborhood engagement in regards to the Drury Corporation uh, and its properties on the northwest side of our neighborhood. Uh, as many of you are already aware, we've been working since last March to gain more transparency about their project and what's being planned for these properties. So since I gave an update last time, a couple of things have happened that I think are worth updating you guys on. Uh, in August, WashU slash WOMCRC pulled their RFQ for the MoDOT land. I believe Brian Phillips spoke of that a couple meetings ago. Um, and they informed all bidders that they will not be selling the land to anybody at this time. They did say that if they do reissue the RFQ and sell that land to somebody, that they uh, will require neighborhood engagement by whoever, whichever developer they, they choose. Uh, shortly after they canceled that RFQ, Drury reached out and requested to meet with our group and members of the Park Central Development Committee. So last Tuesday night, we finally arranged a meeting with them and we met with Tom Milford, who's their Director of Development. Uh, Tim Bryhan, who is from H3, who is consulting for Drury. You might remember H3 from the form-based code. They were the consultants. <coughs> and Mark Rubin from the, Co the Komen Group. Uh, we learned a few things. While they don't have any specific plans at this time, they are firm about two things. They want to build a hotel on the land that formerly belonged to MoDOT, that WashU now owns and they want to build an access road to that hotel that will parallel Kings Highway and probably connect to Kings Highway by realigning Oakland Avenue. Uh, do we want to get a map up here? Sure. Um, oh, yeah. No worries oh, if we can. Oh, but Oakland Avenue? Oakland Avenue, yes. Uh, right now, Oakland is closed off at Kings Highway. Uh, there's a nice gate that someone built there a couple years ago. Um, they would be reopening that and probably realigning it to make a uh, uh, four-way intersection with Oakland Avenue. Um, a side consideration as well, the plan may include additional housing. Uh, that would be probably multifamily apartments uh, along Kings Highway. That's where Komen Group might come in, but that's really not determined at this time. It just depends on what the rest of the plan ends up looking like. Uh, this is the interesting part. There is no plan B for their properties. So if they can't build their hotel and access road, uh, they don't have any guarantees or plans on what to do with their properties that they own there. So what happens next? During the meeting, we urged Drury to engage with the, the broader neighborhood more and not just a small group. Uh, 
we want them to engage for two reasons. Uh, one, to see if there is support for their hotel and access road. And if there is support for that hotel, uh, then to engage in a bigger process that would look more like the process design that was used to design the form-based code, uh, and to really engage and um, receive feedback from neighbors on what their hotel will look like, what the site plan will be like, what kind of amenities will be included, you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, they did agree to that neighborhood engagement, so that will be that meeting on December 17th that Vince had mentioned earlier. Uh, do we have a time and place for that meeting yet? Uh, Adeline, I believe we, that's no problem to have that here, right? 17th. On the 17th, yes. So 6.45, 6 o'clock if you'd like to enjoy some refreshments. Uh, 6 o'clock for refreshments, 6.45 for meeting with the juries. Yes. Uh, so... It's a little gathering. Yes, essentially it's our Christmas party. Who's going to be there? And is that a Tuesday also? That's also a Tuesday. Okay. All right. Um, okay. So yeah, what I was talking about here, yeah, um, down here you can see Oakland Avenue, it's closed off right here. They own all the properties you see in blue. Um, so their plan is, uh, like I said, they didn't share a lot of details um, because they say they don't have them right now. but. Uh, their plan does include some kind of an alignment, a realignment of Oakland Avenue, uh, and then an access road that would connect to a hotel that would be somewhere around here. Uh, they did mention that any plan that they develop could involve demolition buildings, including the demolition of all 26 properties that they own. Uh, again, those are all hard to do. So. On December 17th, you're going to hear from the juries what their basic idea is, um, and they're going to be coming to you to seek neighborhood support for their project. Uh, if there is support to go forward, they're going to outline the neighborhood engagement that they want to do after that, and uh, you'll have a chance to provide feedback on that. So this will be your chance to hear from the juries, and your chance to tell them what you think. Uh, this will be your chance to ask them questions. Feel free to ask them about their properties. Feel free to ask about the state that they kept them in for the past decade. Feel free to ask about what they plan to do with them if they don't build their hotel. If you haven't already, also think about what you'd like to see in an engagement process. How would you like them to reach out to you and receive feedback from you? What would you like that to look like? Uh, this is a really extraordinary opportunity that's being put in front of us. It's a chance to have a voice in how development is done in our neighborhood. Uh, that voice is only yours if you go out and claim it. So we really urge you to show up on December 17th, bring your friends, bring your neighbors. Uh, we're going to try to get the word out ourselves. Uh, but you've got to make your voice heard about this because this is probably the most visible corner of our neighborhood to people who don't live here. Uh, and for the past 10 years, it's looked terrible. So yeah, uh, I, I really encourage you all to come out. And um, if you have any questions for me, let me know. Uh, but otherwise, think of questions for jury when they're here on the 17th. All right. What, yeah. What is jury's motivation to engage? Um, Could you say it again, Steve? What is jury's motivation to engage? Uh, I don't want to toot my own horn here, but our group's been our group's been pretty effective at engaging WashU uh, and uh, making them. Helping them, also helping them understand uh, the damage that the juries have done in this neighborhood uh, for the past decade, 
And when they pulled that RFQ, they pretty firmly told the developers out there that neighborhood support would be required for any project that went forward. So I'd like to say, and I think the jury said as much last Tuesday, that, um, that they were there to meet with us because WashU had taken the land off the table and told them that they need to come to the neighborhood. saying that the WashU land is required for their hotel, that if they can't get it, they won't build their hotel. Um, that's significant because, again, it forced them to come to the table uh, and engage with the neighborhood. Um, that also means the neighborhood has a chance to say, uh, no, we don't like this, and uh, come up with something better. Um, like I said, this is your chance to share your opinions. So if you like it, say you like it. Tell them, you know, this is great. But if you don't, Tell them that too. Sarah? Just one more comment. Um, this is something that can really set a precedent. There's been a lot of interest in development in our neighborhood. Um, the most recent neighborhood meeting was an example of that when Green Street came and proposed. Um, unfortunately, at that time, a vote had already taken place. So we have a really unique opportunity to make our voices heard before our vote. Because that has a nice summary of actually the timeline of the last 10 years and uh, 
it has a lot of facts well, involved there. Especially when we're meeting with Washu or we're meeting with juries, um, we are trying to really stay on the side of arguing for neighborhood engagement. Uh, at the end of the day, whatever the neighborhood decides as a group, uh, I think is, is best. So if people like the hotel and they want to work with it, you know, that's something that the community can decide together. We just really want the community to be consulted on this, and so that's what we've been fighting for. I'll have to say that you know when we asked jury here. So I was at the meeting as well, and they were asking, What's, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And nobody in the room wanted to share an opinion because the byline was, we're not representative of the entire neighborhood. We want to make sure we get them in front of the neighborhood. And in this case, it's the neighborhood association. So when we asked them here, it was, show us your engagement process and solicit the neighborhood for their, for their feedback. You know, the neighborhood association, there's more organizations than just us. But, I mean, it is, uh, just to kind of back to what Michael said, it's, been very I think the, the group has been very clear that you know we're not going to give you our opinions so we want you all we want to engage you all to make sure that you're getting your your, your word in about jury Michael sorry I'll see it back to you no, yeah the, the concern was is that they just were going to meet with a couple people and then say great got your opinion thanks and then run with it and we don't want that to happen we want true neighborhood engagement to happen yeah. Um, I've, 
We've requested that they bring any potential uh, residential partner, you know, that, with them. So I don't. I they haven't confirmed that, but we've requested it. Michael kind of laid it out. I mean, we've just asked them to come speak to the neighborhood, who they are, what they're planning, what their must-haves are, what their engagement process looks like, and then open it up to questions. I mean, I'd probably be one of us moderating it, not exactly sure yet, um, but then we'll, yeah, we want to make sure that, again, you all are engaged. I'm sorry? 6.45, December 17th. Just like a regular neighbor association meeting, so no Christmas vacation for you. <laughs> but six o'clock for the party. But six o'clock for the party. I want to make a comment about the form-based district, and I'm sure this is going to be on the form-based district unless they come and get it. What they what they get when they go to the board meeting a variance. A variance yeah. uh, all seven buildings going south of Manchester in my neighborhood were <clears throat> slid under the form based district. But by having a form based district, Sarah, which you were on the board of that, uh, they are allowed to get tax credits automatically. And what's happening is they're overpaying for warehouse space in our neighborhood. We just lost Cardinal. Uh, Building material company. Yeah, can I interject here? Um, the form-based code actually doesn't address tax payment at, at all. Uh, that is a separate uh, discussion. So, but it allows you to. What it allows is for blocks to be bought, overpriced blocks to be bought for above market rate. Okay, and then they get their money back on this large eight-story project. I'm just telling you, you've got a messed-up real estate market here. Okay. And that so is the startup. So I just, I just, it's a little off from the current topic. Form-based project. Well, this is Jury, and he's not from Jury. So um, let's, let's hold that. I think it's a good comment for the group to take in. Um, but I think we'll end it there. And uh, yeah, so hopefully we see you next month. Thank you for coming. Thank you for your votes. Have a good month.